Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode, to be honest, I think we've all just given up by now. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with some of the Lions. We have Ollie, we have Berth, and yet again, everyone on this podcast turned up to record. Chris technically didn't, but he has more pressing matters at hand. Uh, I have no idea how the other two have managed to turn up today because... Oh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to kick us kick a off strange with some... sense of duty. I think, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to kick off with some positives, aren't we? Because, um, whew. but with that, what were your highlights from the weekend? There's always something. There's always something. Uh, yeah, um, I I spent most of the weekend playing Stardew Valley, um, and uh, and uh, it's a game I know very well, and I I went back to it this weekend because I needed something to relax me. <laughs> so, uh, and that was very good, and I enjoyed it very much. How, how are your crops doing at the moment? Are they doing good? They are excellent, thank you. I'm in That's the middle of summer. <laughs> Ooh, lovely. Look, I mean, it's like Animal Crossing, but in, like, pixel art form. It is quite a nice game, to be fair. It is quite it's a, a nice game. Chris, your crops? Well, birth, even? Um. Well, you know I mentioned on Friday about me going bowling? Hmm. Well, there's about I think there was I think there was eighteen, nineteen of us. Well, oh, guess who wow. won? Oh, was it you, Bert? It was me. It was oh. me. I uh, unlike our Chelsea strikers, um, I was quite <laughs> prolific with the, with the ball. Um, got three strikes <laughs> in a row at the very end. Oh. Gave it the old uh, Marcus Rashford celebration as well to win it. So yeah, oh, that's pretty... beautiful. For me, I, I did a lot of cooking, a lot of baking. I, I can confirm, though, that I will pass any and all random drugs tests that might take place after this show. It wasn't that kind, wasn't that kind of baked. Um, but hey, from pancakes to chicken curries, I spent the majority of my weekend in my kitchen. It's my sanctuary and it's a place where Chelsea just can't hurt me. They really can't because there's no TVs in there. Oh, no radios, nothing. Just me, some kitchen utensils and a load of food. It was great. You know it what? really was. When I die, when I, when, I, when I shuffle off this mortal coil eventually and hopefully a long time, I want Chelsea to... Uh... To be the uh, be at my funeral, so they can just let me down one yeah, last. It, it is. It, they're really good at it. They're so good, consistent. That's the one thing they are Chelsea, consistent. Chelsea have actually managed to ruin my weekend six hundred <laughs> weekends in a row at this point. Oh man! Right, we're, we're we're gonna hit some news from the weekend. So Chelsea have been offered a game against Wrexham in July as part of their pre-season tour of America. That 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 is to be fair, that is absolutely wild that are, that Wrexham are going on tour to the USA. I love it. I, I I love it so much. I I don't think I've ever seen any club outside of the Championship go on a pre-season tour outside the UK. So I'll be honest, I don't love it, but you know that is <laughs> what it is. To be fair, the only logical next step now is probably a documentary that's going to come soon for us. And then probably a change in our transfer recruitment policy to just buy popular players on Instagram. So if I look into my magic stand mixer, it's telling me 
it's it's telling me it's Drake. Drake Drake is joining this summer. So there we go. I mean, wow. is he going to be any good? Don't know. I mean, everyone's had a photo with Drake. I feel that's like an ongoing joke. I, I yeah, literally everyone, everyone. I haven't. That needs Drake. to happen. It surely that would break no, any no, no, curse Mark with it, the jersey. Mark it, Mark it. No, it doesn't because Drake. There's such thing as a Drake curse. I have heard and of the this. Mikey curse. Oh, the jersey. If you yeah. two are put together, I'm, I'm sorry, but some <laughs> catastrophic will happen. Oh. At Chelsea. <laughs> I, I think Drake would be a better striker than Havertz. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, did you see about that with Lukaku as well? I saw that he's been speaking. No, he wasn't speaking. It was M- Marotti. I haven't well, pulled makes... up. Lukaku's not speaking. That makes a change. I'm saying all this and I haven't pulled up. I've got to pull the quote up quickly because I didn't write it into the script. Oh. So the CEO, Marotta, said Lukaku to stay also next year. It's too early to decide. He will return to Chelsea and we'll see what's next. Lukaku wants to stay at Inter for sure. We know Romelu's intention and so we will see if we can negotiate his return here. Ooh, that transfer just gets a little... To be fair, we know it was doomed anyway when, you know, what had happened after that interview. But I don't... Maybe he'll stay. I don't know. <laughs> it, honestly, I, I'm I'm quite impressed by um, by Romelu Lukaku with everything going on at Chelsea to still be the least liked person. Yeah, it's, it's doing... <laughs> it's very difficult. And yet, to be fair, he's somehow... Somehow, just when you think... That's every time you, every time you think something else will you know take over and that will become the new thing that everyone doesn't like about the club, we can always turn to old reliable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that we do love, we saw Andre Santos's performance in the under twenty championships, and it seems that ourselves and Vasco da Gama, his old club, are closing in on agreement for a loan deal after his deal with Palmeiras collapsed. The deal is apparently almost done. Vasco accepted Chelsea's key condition. And that was, uh, right, Vasco's original condition was Santos to play the Under-20 World Cup and then return to London in July. There we go. So, no, it's the, I don't know if that impacts the work permit. I'm hoping. I I imagine it must do. It must do, right? Because the only reason he's not in the squad now is, well, you know, apart from other obvious reasons, is, is, is the work permit, right? Yeah, there was a lot of shrugging of shoulders from what I heard with regards to the under-20 championship, which very odd that we were confident, but then we found out it had nothing to do with his work permit. So someone's some information there did not come down the chain of command to say, hey, this tournament that you're really excited about means nothing for his work permit, which kind of sucks because at the end of the day, he showcased his ability on a, a world stage, South American world stage, I guess, because it's like, their equivalent to the under 20 euros for us uh, and then it just not be taken into account which I feel is extremely unfair on the lad yeah yeah it, it is very unfair but um look, he's it's... got a, he's a young lad he's got a long yeah. career you, mm. you know I don't think more time in in Brazil isn't going to hurt him no no yeah it'll probably hopefully we see him next season hopefully so it might uh, hurt us, but it won't yeah, hurt might... <laughs> right. Oh, the laughs are stopping. I feel, I feel every game review. We could just simply copy and paste what we said from the last one. Uh, the lads gave it their all, didn't they? Um, Oliver, you know Skin... what? I, I, the the emoji game is getting harder and it's harder, harder to like, come up with something creative every week. Oh, right. Oliver <laughs> Skip. Oliver Skip was the scorer of the first goal with a well struck shot from the edge of the area. That's what I've wrote down here. 
Uh, I've seen it. It's okay. Harry Kane added the second from a corner. Now, every podcast out there is likely saying the same thing from what I've listened to today. And so to be different and to start a different discussion, I, I will say this. Look, our, our locker room right now is full of many new signings. We know that. And at Chelsea, they are, unfortunately, these new guys, they're used to constantly poor performances, being on the losing side. And I took a look at their body language on the field. It, it didn't look positive. Now, the mood in that squad must be how I'd compare to heading into the office after the Christmas break in January. Everyone is looking at the time to see when they can just head home. I mean, do you think this is going to have an impact on in, on the players long term? I mean, you never know. Uh, you know, it's certainly having an impact on the short term. You know, we can't we can't buy a win at the moment. You know, for whatever reason, we could. We've got money. We have money. We could do this. I don't well, know where no, we're going to buy it, but e even with all the money we have, we can't buy a win. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is with Potter. He just can't get a tune out of these players. You know, like it, whatever he's doing, it just isn't working. No, no, it's it's not. And I know we get. We've had criticism as a show that, oh, it's been really negative. But there's a reason. We're not negative just for fun, for clicks. We're no, negative because... <laughs> <laughs> always, always, always shoot down Chris when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, though, we can't see positives. That's that's the worrying trend I that mean, we've, we've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the worrying thing because I, I try and... I try and stay off Chelsea Twitter because of all the negativity and and the toxicity that goes around. And I try and pick sort of the positives out of the, every game that we play, even when we lose. Um, and I just, I couldn't yesterday. I literally no. couldn't yesterday. And, and I haven't been able to for the past two, three games that we've lost. And that is a real concern. And I, I mentioned last week, I think it was last Friday, that um, I, I think it's a skill to be able to coach a team that's been bought for such money because it comes with a massive amount of pressure that becomes a lot of egos in that, that dressing room. And I feel like Potter can't deal with it. And I think he some of the quotes that come it. out today um, shows that he, he is a bit out of this depth of this squad. He can't deal with this amount of players. He can't, he can't bring all these individuals who are class players in as a team and I think that is the biggest skill that Chelsea need at the minute as a manager and yeah, you look was... at someone like a Mourinho um, I, I think if you brought him or even I know some people don't want John Terry and I get that I do get that because he's not experienced enough but I think if you want to bring someone in to get them to gel again and, and to make them believe that they're actually a team I think John Terry or someone like a Mourinho would actually be really good for something like that I don't think Potter can do that and, and that's the biggest worry it doesn't help when you read in the stories like oh he feels the training sessions are being under undermined by having too many players to work with now look look first it was too many injuries we understood and respected that now they've returned and now it's too many players it you, you, you had to say inside it's it's so frustrating to hear as fans because they will just get they will hear this and it just winds them up and well, i completely the, understand it, it wound me up because, like, he's the manager, you know, like he has the it's ability your job to, to manage. <laughs> well, he, well, one, you know, he's paid an, he's paid an awful lot of money to get the best out of the very talented squad we have, I and mean, he's not doing yeah. that. 
right? And secondly, if he thinks the squad is too big, he can make the squad short, smaller. He mm. can send players who he doesn't see in his plans long term to train by themselves or train, you know, like Deserby did with with Trossard yeah. at Brighton. You know, like it's not it's not an unknown thing for pl- for teams and players to do that. Yes, it hurts their transfer value a little bit, but you know, to be honest, we don't really seem all that worried about that. And we've got so many players to sell that we're going to be making up a good amount of money for them in the summer, regardless. And if they're clearly not in the plans, it might even be better because people are more likely to try and come in for them. I just don't get it with the Potter at the moment. With you know, like every game, I, I try and find something that that will somehow like redeem the season. I think this will be the turning point. This will be the turning point. And it just isn't coming. And uh, like, you know, like two wins in, in 16, it's just like, it's just not good enough. You know, like it, it, winning, winning games is a prerequisite of being a Chelsea manager. We all understood that Potter's a long-term appointment. We all understood that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it would take some time for him to implement his style of play. What we do not expect is the lowering of standards to cater to someone who can't get his ideas across. It's not uh, yeah. okay. It's it's like we play Leeds next. And I, if I'm honest, I've got to be, I, I can't believe that I feel that I have no belief that we could get a point based uh, yeah, on performances. I can't see us getting anything out of that. And it, it gets to the point where you really are like, we, you know, like you say the word relegation, everyone goes, oh, no, don't be ridiculous. But we've got to play most of the teams who are above us in the rest of the season. And we need nine points. Does anyone else know where we're going to get three wins well, the, from? Or, it, or two wins and three draws from? It's, I, it, it's not likely, is I it? have to laugh because the ownership, I feel, they've likely, I think a lot of fans here that listen, probably a good proportion, will feel that the ownership have messed up. And, and that's okay because we all fuck up. But there is no point, and here comes another kitchen analogy. There's no point, how I see it, persisting with your cake mix if the batter's split. You know, you can't save it. It's gone. And you just have to start again and get it right in the second try. And in 2023, Chelsea have played 11 games. We have won one, lost six, tied four. Now, the Crystal Palace locker room must be looking at one another thinking, how do we lose that, guys? How do we do that? What, what's Looking going around at each other, going, "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but that's I, the I, thing, you know. Like, where we all and and I think it's very unfair because you've got this kind of myopic view from a lot of the media at the moment, saying, "Oh, you know, Chelsea fans are just impatient," you know, and, and you know, and all of this stuff, you know, they should, you know, look at Arteta. But a few things that the you know the the situation. The, the starting point, the amount of money spent, it's all different. You can't really compare it. It's apples and oranges. But on the mm. other hand as well, you know, you know, under Arteta, it was never this bad for Arsenal, actually. You know, and everyone has a go at them. For, everyone everyone ragged on Arteta for ages for going, oh, you only came eight. We'd be lucky to come that high. That would be <laughs> Graham Potter's like joint highest ever finish, I think, in the Premier League. I mean, uh, you know, so like yeah. it just seems to me that everything that's happening at the moment, the players aren't running for him. And, it, you know, either... Either hopefully he turns it around and we can all look a bit stupid forever wanting him out of in course. next season. Oh, yeah. But I don't see that changing. You know, like I, I don't see the play I, I don't see the players coming around and suddenly, you know, there there's something clicks and everything gels together and suddenly we're an incredible team mm. who's playing well. Because I don't see the vision and I don't see the progression. And oh. it's okay to ask the fans to to believe in a long term vision, but you've got to give them something. And for the last few weeks we've had absolutely nothing. We took all of the momentum that we got from the good twenty minutes against West Ham, you know, and the and the and the good most of the game, although we did lose against Dortmund. 
moment and we've just thrown it away and it just makes you think what are you doing here and mm. that's, and that's the thing for me you know we we seem like there's no there's no end in sight to the misery for us and uh, you know when when you start looking at it that way you think well yeah why isn't the manager going and then you have to start questioning the owners and then you yeah, start questioning that's the a good point. and then everything starts to to unravel so i get that they want to back him and i get they 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 want to protect their guy i do understand that and i i wouldn't be upset if they wanted to stick with him till the end of the season but for me you know you got to call a spade a spade he's not good enough and he's got to go i mean after spurs and i'll bring Burfin on this we we heard the sort of the same words that we hear almost after every game you know every post game press conference is kind of the same you can you can i feel that we're now experts every, every everyone watching any chelsea post game press conference is an expert on this you can predict about 90% of what will be said now i'm not sure how you feel birth on this, but I kind of personally am a bit bored of being told that we created the chances, did score, and there was an element of players coming back from injury, getting them up to speed. Oh, this week in training we had was great. Now, to me, a performance is only great if you win. I mean, uh, c- come on, man. Look, Alexander wasn't Alexander the decent, was he? Or Alexander the average. He was Alexander the great. Alexander gave everything. <laughs> Alexander, he gave everything. You know, this you see where I'm coming from. How, how do you feel these these do you feel these press conferences are doing even more I don't even know what the right term would they're, be. Um, not it, not damage, but they're causing more frustration. They're, they're not helping because and you can see it on the pitch as well. Um there's no, there's just nothing. There's no, uh, um, and obviously, me and Ollie had a discussion off air yesterday on the plot. On the, we were getting WhatsApp heated, group. weren't we, both? But like, <laughs> the, 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 oh, really we ha- is, there was a lot of memes going on. There, 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 there's no fault though. There's there's no passion, and and I do firmly believe sometimes that uh, that these players think that because they're good footballers that they can just win games, and that, that's not how. That's not how sport works. It's weird though, because I don't know how any of them can think that after winning two games in sixteen. But but that's but they they do that. But they do. I know. I just don't know how they've thought it for. But the problem with Chelsea is this is not a new thing. This is I feel this has been happening for a couple of years now. And what's been the difference is we've had managers in the past like Thomas Tuchel and and even Lampard though. That they've shown a, a bit of fight, a bit of energy, a bit of passion off the pitch. Uh, Tuchel, obviously, last time we played Spurs, we almost got into a fight with Conte. He ran down the touchline when <laughs> when they scored, and, and even in his press conferences, you know, he, he, when he took when he was in like, almost going out of business, people were saying he, Tuchel was like, "Well, oh, I'll drive the coach if if we run out of staff or whatever." So, and, and, and with Potter, he, he goes into these press conferences, and it's like, "Look, Potter." It, He's a fantastic guy. That's clear to see. I'm not disputing that, but you, you do feel that he's too nice. You do feel that while he's yeah, very knowledgeable the, the, when it comes to football, and I'm sure he is, it, it, he's too nice. You need that bit of bite and you're not getting that from him and you, you're not getting that on the pitch. And when you're not getting it from him or and the pitch, it, it's such a, the fans don't like it. The fans do not like it, you, you know, and that's, that's a real problem. That's why a lot of people want him out now. And I think you compare him to someone like Frank Lampard, when Lampard was struggling, yes, fans were probably frustrated with how we were playing, but because of how he was acting off the pitch, there was a there was passion there, there was fight there, there was hunger there. 
Yeah, and that is just, a good point. I agree. You, you seem like with part, you just feel like there isn't, and that's the biggest problem I feel with Grand Potter at the minute. He's a doormat. That's the problem. He's, you need like, that. You know, for the you, for the players, for the yeah. media, for probably for Bowley as well. He's a doormat. You know, and uh, you know, he just lets people walk all over him. And that and that's the thing, you know. The thing that annoys me is, is after every after every single game at the moment where we're losing, he you know, he turns around, he oh goes, Oh, it's time to stick together, it's time to work hard. And then we see nothing change. And it's like, well, we'll give us something to actually hold on to. Give us some little semblance of hope. So give us some reason to believe that we should stick together and to back you, because at the moment you're giving us nothing. You know, that's at the, the moment, thing. at the moment, Potter statistically is the worst manager, you know, in Premier League history for Chelsea, you know, and it when you know, and it's a harsh thing to say because, you know, I like the guy and I think he's a nice person, but he seems to be tactically outclassed. He's not really thinking about the like, he's not really thinking about the short term. I think he's focused a lot on the long term, but the thing is, is he's not setting up his teams to focus on the long term. I could understand if we were losing, if we had three, four, five, six young players on the pitch. We were playing Kula Bali and Ziyech yesterday, yesterday against Spurs. What's that about? And Ziyech doesn't want to be here. What we exactly. were told. Exactly. You know, Ziyech, who's you know who doesn't like you know who doesn't want to be here, was a you know a, a Dan the kit man making a mistake, sending a fax away from joining PSG on loan. You know because he because he doesn't want to be here anymore. Mm. And this is what I mean when I say Potter's a door. Is he, you know, he's just after after that. Oh yeah, you can just come back into the squad. It's fine. Oh, we lost the managerless Southampton. You know, bottom of the league. Oh, I'll have three days off. You know, it's, like it's... I don't, I just don't understand where the where the like. There's no grit, and I think that's what's bothering me the most. Is there's just like there's just this acceptance that everything eventually will be fine. But at the moment, there's no indication that that's going to be the case. No, and it still frustrates me because obviously. I've said it before, I, I, I can see better than I hear. And we keep being told that, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. But we don't see the results. You know, as I've said before, you can tell me, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the trash out. But if I can still see it, you haven't done it. And we yeah. keep being told, oh, things are getting to improve. We've done this and that. But we're not seeing I keep this. hearing as well that the, the, the apparently the atmosphere in in the in and around the club is good. I don't understand how it could be with two. I don't believe that that's possible. I, I, you know, especially with the fact that we got so many players who don't want to be here. We have got players who are upset about not being picked for games, and you know, rightfully or wrongfully, it doesn't really matter. You know, there's no way that the atmosphere at Chelsea at the moment is good. There's I mean, just absolutely no way. This also impacts as well. I sort of see. I mean, I know I've seen other. I've heard other podcasts say, oh, Graham Potter will walk into another Premier League job or another in the England job. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, his long-term career as a manager see, could be short-term, at least damaged, because he's built a good reputation up. You know, we, we can't deny what he worked with Brighton, Swansea, Ostersons. That is incredible. However, the how sport works is nobody kind of cares about what you did. They care about what you do today and would a Premier League club hire him now based off the Chelsea form and well, then I mean, how like, Deserve ABB, he stepped right? in at Brighton no look at AVB right look at how like how much of a promising manager he was and then taking the Chelsea job irre irreversibly damaged his career for a long time yeah you know, like he's only he's only really now considered like a pretty decent coach and know, he hasn't been that. in charge since Marseille yeah, and so you know, any clubs. The thing is, for me, with Potter is is when when things are happening around the club. As a fan, it can be quite 
it, as a fan of that club, it can be quite difficult, right, to figure out what, what you're supposed to think about things. The key to this, right, and I've learned this over time, is what do rival thang, fans think? What, you know, what do people... They're probably who, laughing. Who, what, what are rival fans thinking? And I, I happen to follow a couple, you know, a um, couple of Arsenal fans and things like that on Twitter and stuff. Obviously, they're having a great time at the moment. You know, they're having a great season. They're doing very well. And, you know, like I say, comparisons, apples and oranges, you can't compare the two. But, um, but you know, when I was speaking to them, they were going, oh, yeah, we hope Potter stays forever. It reminds me a lot of when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was at Man United. Everyone knew he wasn't going any Like, it wasn't going anywhere with, it, with Ole. So yeah. you know, like, and so everyone was really pleased every time that you know they they won a game and held on a li- little bit and got or he got a new contract or he got a, a good run of form because um, we knew ultimately it wasn't going to go anywhere and that's how it feels now with Potter for me that like it feels like no matter what we do like we're kind of damned if we do and damned if we don't now because either we persist with him with someone who I don't think is ever really going to lead us to glory or. You know, all we sack him, the club looks like a circus again. Everything has to start again. You know, new managers, new players, all the rest of it. You know, that I think the, the difficult thing for, especially for Chelsea fans at the moment, is there's no easy answers here. And I, mm. I do think Potter is one of the biggest problems at the club at the moment, personally. Not everyone agrees with that. And I, you know, and I understand the reasons for that. But, you know, it's like it, it, it feels like regardless of what we do, we've got problems on problems on problems, you know, like layered almost like an onion. Right. And I, so yeah. it, and solving one problem, peeling back one layer isn't going to solve the problem. You need to start. You, you need to peel back the entire onion. You know, I'll, I'll jump in on this, actually, because you said about managers and we had a fair bit on Twitter to say, oh, what would we do if we got rid of him? Uh, for me, I would say hypotheticals but you'd need a world-class tactician. You know, Thomas Tuchel's not returning. Mourinho, I can't see happening. The one name that I'd have on my list is, and he could be available in the summer, would be Diego Simeone. That There's a reason. Mm. The reason I have, now you got to hear me out. It could be, I'm happy to be told that I am completely an idiot and you can shoot me down. But, but the reason is he brings passion. We know that. He definitely garners respect from players and you kind of do have that vibe of uh we've got to play a Simeone team uh, that, that's I've noticed as well and he's known for a solid defense which doesn't help out our attacking talent that we bought but I sort of go hey look he transformed Griezmann into one of the world's best he he could be a good shout I've seen just tonight I was just going through Twitter just quickly see if we missed any news uh Thomas Frank has come up through these oh, are these no. classic these are the accounts that have leaked or in the no sources so again we pinch of salt a lot of pinch of salt drink drink the ocean pinch of salt here I don't know what do you think Berth? um I'd stay away from Simeone no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I would stay away from Simeone. I'm, I'm in the camp of bring back Mourinho. I, I, I would love it. We'd all love it, but I, I just don't. Yeah, we, we'd all know just... it would be a. I think what we could des- describe Mourinho 3.0 would be a, what we we like to call in the business a beautiful disaster. <laughs> you know, mm. we we all knew we all know how it ends. You know. Yeah. You, there, I think there's the problem is with with replacing Potter is the manager market isn't very good. You know, you've got the likes of Hansi Flick and Luis Enrique, but they've got their own limitations. I quite like Ruben Amarin, 
Um, you know, the Porto manager got them, you know, that, the, the, you know, Porto have done really well mm, under him, you know, like apparently he's known for his sort of his leadership and his charisma. So basically, you know, he's and he's decent tactically as well. So he's kind of everything Potter is and everything he isn't as well. Mm. But the only thing with this is we know he's not necessarily an elite coach, hasn't had the chance at an elite club. So the and the, the other problem is, you, you know, if they do sack Potter, two things actually is, is the first thing is he... um everything about this long-term vision um, makes the owners look stupid um, because they go, oh yeah, we want a long-term vision. We're backing the manager from the, from the off. And then, you know, they sack him, you know, however many months it is into the season now. The other thing obviously is that, you know, the, the financial side of it as well, you know, if you've got to pay, you've got to pay Potter off or, you know, is it worth actually sacking him? You know, if he, if we do go out of Europe, you know, if we do lose to Leeds and then we lose to Dortmund, is gardening it leaf? That's Is it even worth sacking him at that point, though? Because he's 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 got more chance of turning it around at that point. You know, like why would you then even bother? Because there's nothing to play for. You know, so I don't know. Like that, it just I feels like we're just we're just uh, stuck. You know. Yeah, I, I get what Ali's saying. I do feel like we all kind of are stuck in a rock and a hard place. But I think if we was to get a new manager in, I, I think we have to get one that has experience of of winning trophies. Uh, and genuine experience at a big club. Um, and that's no disrespect to Graham Potter or someone like a Thomas Frank because he's done an incredible job at Brentford. He really has. And, and He's just signed Graham a new Potter's. deal. We can't be paying I, I know, out another contract. I, I didn't know, like, he, like, Graham Potter <laughs> uh, did an incredible job at Brian and it looked really good on paper, but it obviously isn't working out. And, and that's, that is a shame. It is a shame. But I think if you really... I think we need to get a serial winner in. And, and I think mm. someone like Luis Enrique, who's, look, he, he's done well at Barcelona. I know you can say, oh, he's had Messi and this and that, but... Well, that's the thing, look, though, he, is I don't think... He, I, I think he's a tier below that elite manager level, though. Because I, 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 he wasn't I think, good at Roma and he wasn't good for Spain. But I, I heard this when, when Thomas Tuchel was going to come to Chelsea. I heard people say, oh, well, he didn't really do that well at PSG. And then he comes in and wins the Champions League... He got us out of like, a fair few problems that Frank got us in. So, yeah, I get that. But also, yeah, you know, Luis Enrique yeah. has won things. And, and that's what Chelsea need. We've done best. We employ managers that have won things we, at elite clubs. That, that, that's how Chelsea I think we have. We have... Breaking news. and it's, Oh, my it's, God. Wait, it's not that. Oh. Thiago Silva will miss next week's game against Borussia Dortmund after having scans on his left knee. That's reported by Time Sport. So I was like, oh. So, yeah, it looks like looks like we're out without our captain and our leader. So it'll uh, be for Fana and Koulibaly against Dortmund because Badia Shield's not in the squad. Uh, yeah, he's not in the squad. squad. He's not in the squad. Yeah. That's going to be a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, do, do we have a... Well, we've got emoji... Game review. I mean, angry face again. I okay? guess <laughs> shrug. Who cares? I, I just, uh, I'm going to have a look through my emojis, see what ones I could possibly. I, I was thinking about this earlier. You know what? And I've actually got a, a a reasonably good one. I was trying to think of something creative. You Ooh. know the the blind man emoji. Um, you know the one with the man's holding the stick in his walk. But I think that's the um, I think that's the one I would go with. Is the blind man walking with his cane? Because there's two reasons. Is one is because it feels like at the moment it's the blind leading the blind at the, at the club, but also it's because I can't see the vision. Uh, you know, I I can't see where you know this is going to get better for us. 
so that that's you know like it's the equivalent of the rock, rock bottom although you know we keep thinking that we're going to hit rock bottom and then you know every week we seem to fall a bit further so we'll what, see what about you berth what's your emoji review um you know what uh, less is more in my case. I'm just going to go with the middle finger emoji. So that's how I felt yesterday. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Wait, who's, who's the middle finger emoji pointed at, though? Bert? You oh, know exactly who it's to, Ollie. You know exactly who it's to. I feel like after what? yesterday, it could be you, pointed you, whoa, at me. We got two. very heated on Break that's it, exactly Break who it's it to, Ollie. <laughs> oh. Got a, that's a, a blow dart gun to just, uh, well, I was going to say sterilize. That's not the word. Um, hey, 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 look, look. Look, what? How have I completely have forgot debate. that word? What's that it, word? It's just Mikey. That's the word. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear, dear me. Um, yeah. Right. We're going to move to the Monday hot take now. Now, we, we aren't even looking at Chelsea hot takes because there is more important topics to discuss. Now, a friend Wait, of can mine... can I have a quick hot take? Go on. Go on. Let uh, me pull the sound effect out. <laughs> go on. Where, where are you uh, going with this? We beat Leeds. <laughs> no, we could do. We could do. We could do. We could I, I, I don't do. know. I don't know if we will, to be honest. I really. Oh, I no one goal in February, six goals since like will November. Will we be playing the DJ Khaled song? We don't. Will the hands be going up? And will they stay there? That's that's oh. going to be interesting. On again, is it Saturday or Sunday kickoff? Is it? Is it at Leeds we're playing? I don't no, know. It's a Chelsea. Uh, oh, that's good because we haven't won an away game since October. Oh. No, th- well, Leeds battered us when we played them yeah, earlier on the season. Well, Who hasn't? Yeah. Oh, yes, right. Good point, fair enough. Friend of mine and friend of the show, Stu, asked me the weekend, which is better, Jaffa Cakes or Chocolate Hobnobs? Now, for me, Jaffa Cakes are cheaper to buy, but a Jaffa Cake cannot do what a Chocolate Hobnob does. You take a bite, and d- depending on which side you are facing down, you get that you get that lovely oaty texture, followed by the creamy chocolate. And and since you are eating a biscuit made from oats, you're consuming some healthy fibre. So in in my opinion, hobnobs every day if they've got some chocolate on, even better. Um, Where's this debate for you two? Well, can uh, I just I, say I, this I is will... the hard hitting content that I exactly. Think I just thought <laughs> this is the thing. I didn't want it to be so oh more negativity. I I actually think, now hear me out here, this is another sort of hot take on the hot take. I think uh, normal hobnobs are better than chocolate hobnobs. Oh, oh no, I can't have that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You're both absolutely wrong because Jaffa Cakes are very clearly the superior choice. No, I think Jaffa Cakes are better than both of them. I think Jaffa (laughs) Cakes are better than both of them, but I think hobnobs are better than chocolate hobnobs. I mean, to be fair, Jaffa Cakes just caused debate. You know, is it a cake? Is it a biscuit? I, I don't, I don't care. You know, it's about it, whether it, it's about what happens when it goes off. If it goes hard, it's a biscuit. And if, uh, if it goes hard, it's a cake. No, 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 no. Soft, it's a no, biscuit. No, no, sorry, sorry. Like. I'll stop you there, Ollie. It's a cake. It's Jaffa cake. It's not a Jaffa biscuit. Is it? It's a Jaffa cake. <laughs> the thing, what? The thing is, they haven't been the same since they stopped producing the Jaffa Cakes mini pods. That that was the highlight of oh. my day. Get exactly, you know what they I mean. They were great, weren't they? Getting one of those the, um, in a packed lunch. Oh. oh, do you remember the mini Pringles they used to do? Not the same. Oh my word, packet. yes. Yeah, they oh, were. They were, not, they were so small. Jumping oh. back to Jaffa cakes for a, for a, a minute. My, your point of the the hobnobs is people don't buy biscuits and Jaffa cakes and that sort of thing for the healthy option. So the the whole <laughs> you know, the healthy point is, is completely moot. 
I, you I, know, I, well, for me, for me, it's Jaffa cakes or nothing. You know what? This is the hallmark of a Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing is, though, uh, again, uh, I think this is the debate that is really interesting. Actually, I think if you look, if you bring in a cup of tea into the equation, then Jaffa cakes last out of those three that we've just mentioned. You well, what? Yeah, no, yeah, nobody. Does How could a, a, a Jaffa cake in a cup of tea? A hobnob. He's easily going to survive out survive a Jaffa cake in a dunking contest. That, that's no, what no, I mean. That's, that's, that's what oh, right. Okay, sorry. I'm yeah, just Jaffa completely, yeah, completely yeah, was no. uh, a bit naive. But there. I don't think, I don't think you can dunk. Like, I'd say chocolate digestive is one of the worst biscuit <laughs> dipping no, biscuits the in a tea. Like, those, you can't... It, the problem with those is you can't dunk them properly with the with, with a normal size mug. Is like they they get stuck. <laughs> and you have to yeah. like snap them in half or bite a bit off and do it at a funny angle. Mm. Like if you're being honest, if you're going for like tea, like biscuit dipping, whatever. Well, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I th- I think malted milks are the best ones to dip in uh, teas. No, you're a malted milk for. I, I do that, like you know. those. I do like those. Yeah, they are. They are the best um, biscuit dips. I don't know what. I know. I know, it, I know but, the. Yeah. Um... Everyone knows. Everyone knows the best answer is Oreos. Everyone knows. Oh, what? A, what oh, a, yeah. Whoa, I love whoa, 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 cookies no, and cream. No. I is just no, look, such iconic sorry, combo. Ali, that is uh, Oreos. Are, Oreos are just superior hobnobs. And what about no, Oreos I, I, encased in chocolate? Those are yeah, I love that, an Oreo. That's proper. Oh. I love an Oreo, Ali. Right? I love an Oreo more than anyone. But you cannot tell me you dip that in your tea. Do you do that? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I like I'm I'm coffee over tea, so and I'm proud to say so in front of our what is it almost two thousand listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie, right, Ollie, I'll tell you this now, in front of everyone listening, that will never be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ever, this. ever. We could have argued yesterday on the WhatsApp group, but this is the final <laughs> straw. Oh no. This is why this... I shuffle off when I eventually do shuffle <laughs> off this mortal coil and I eventually like land at the you know, land wherever I go after that. It's you know, they're, they're gonna be like, Oh, you went to hell. Why? Oh, you know <laughs> the Oreo and tea thing? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know what? You may have appeared on ITV News and that no. hasn't been mentioned at all on this podcast. Never, you may never. have appeared on that. No. But this 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 just that, ruins is that it all. my legacy. <laughs> right, this ruins right. it all. We'll we'll go through our Lion of the Week predictions <laughs> from Friday. And uh... <laughs> so we move forward. Uh you already know Birth Kepper, Chris Felix, Ollie, oh, did Mace... Kepper? you did. Ollie went with Mason oh, Mount. I went you know, with no, I, I wanna I wanna fight Mason Mount's corner for a minute because he's not been good enough of late. But he, he created two chances when he came on for the half an hour he played, which is more than the amount of chances that Yao Felix has actually done in the entire time he's played for us. Yeah, yeah, but Ali, you you dunk Oreos in two, so your opinion of it is just completely irrelevant. Yeah, well, you well, said you. What even is a, a what have you ever called it? A weird malt thing. What even is malted? Do you mean a weird so malt thing? Malted milk. Malted milk. Classic yeah, maybe biscuit. if you're like four hundred, Doris. Oh, <laughs> I'm moving. Twenty nine, Ali. Do you want to come outside yeah. and talk about this, Ali? <laughs> <laughs> right, we're not leaving you on a low today, listeners. Oh no, no, no. We're leaving you feel to feel high, happy. Other positive words I can't think of. Now this weekend, the well last weekend. The MLS season kicked off, and on Friday, we did ask the listeners to help choose a franchise for Ollie to support. Now, Seattle won 4 against Colorado Rapids last night. I just wanted to squeeze that in. Way! So, the suggestions we had were Philadelphia Union. They were in the MLS Cup final last year, just saying. Minnesota United, Inter-Miami, and Atlanta United. Any of those 
you know, just chime. I, I don't know if you've looked at the kits or anything or... No, I haven't looked at really anything. So it's going off basically vibe alone. And and you know what? For it, I'm, I'm going to pick Minnesota. I, oh, you know, I, I think I they're, they're going to be so. my choice. I don't know why, uh, but, you know, for uh, I'll do what I did, what, what everyone, you know, does when they're like three. They just pick something and then they just fight for it for the rest of their lives. Uh, so I'll go with that. Well, you they know what? Atlanta off... have really good kits. because I used to pick them on Ultimate Team. I used to pick their kits, so I think Atlanta's my favorite just based on that. They yeah, won. but the thing about supporting them is, you say, "Oh, who do you support?" You go Atlanta, and they go, "Oh, you mean Atlanta?" No, Atlanta. Oh, I've seen that so many times, and it, it really frustrates me. It's like, come on! I'm looking through. They won one nil yesterday. Um, who Minnesota, Minnesota did? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. Good start. <laughs> I'm looking at the players and I don't recognise any. None of the names. Ali does. Ali's a big fan of Minnesota now. Big, t- Ali, big fan. Player. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. Evidently, my favourite player for Minnesota United is one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, he's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. He's one of my favourite players. Um, you know, I just, uh, just really need a second here just to think about it. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso. He's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. I was just looking at what their fa- well-known players and nothing comes up, which is really unfair because I'm sure they've had, they've got to have had, you know, at least some kind of all-star. I think who's I, their I captain remember... these days, actually, Ollie? Who's, who's their captain nowadays? Uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, it, it kind of changes sometimes, you know, like, it, it's, you know, what is a captain really? You know, what, you know, you've got all these influences on and off the pitch, really, you know, what you can argue what is a captain these days. Everyone's kind of got a role in the team. Um, I really like Eric Dick. He's one of my favourites. <laughs> dear me. Oh, dear. With that, with that, uh, if you've got through the biscuit debate and and that MLS uh, reveal, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode and all the others. Uh, we try to make it different. We try to bring some kind of happiness and positivity or at least a good yeah, laugh. We want, we want to make it real, but we also, you know, we don't want it to a be... A good laugh, yeah. We don't want it to be point. too depressing. No, we can take it too seriously. At the moment, everything around the club is really depressing. Don't don't go on my Twitter at the moment. It, it's a hellscape. No, we, no we're, not, we're, doing, we're not being doing that. So that's the end of another episode. We'll be back Friday. There's always something to discuss. So till then... That will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.